this week, we are continuing our Think Smaller series. We started it last week, and, and the big question that we're asking is, how can we turn God-sized dreams into reality? Right? How can we take these big ideas, these big things that we have, and, and actually make them tangible and make them, how do, how do we reach those dreams? And last week, we looked at the parable that Jesus told, the parable of the talents. And what that is, talents was a word for gold and uh, a different measurement of weight. So the master went away. He gave gold to all these different people. One person, he gave five bags of gold. One person, he gave two bags of gold. Another person, he gave one bag of gold. And what we learned about it was that it wasn't how much you started with. It wasn't how many talents of gold that you have or how many talents and abilities that you have in this life or how many resources that you have in life. Uh, what matters is that you use what you have. So whether you're a super talented or a super rich person or something like that. It doesn't matter if you have nothing and you feel like you have no talents or no abilities in life. That doesn't matter. It just matters that you're faithful with what you have, that you start with what you have, that you start small, that you think small. And so this week, we're looking at how we can apply this think smaller principle into our walk with Jesus. As we follow Jesus, how can we think smaller? How can we dream big with our walk with Jesus, but think smaller. And before we jump into some of the text here, we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 7 in just a minute. Uh, but let me ask you just a random question, all right? And I, I need you to shout out some answers. What was your favorite game to play as a kid? Your favorite game to play maybe was out on the playground. What was your favorite game to play? Let me hear it. Dodgeball, Dodgeball baseball, tetherball. I haven't played that one in a while. That's fun. Basketball, all right? What was that? Annie, I've never even heard Annie, Annie over. That's okay. Somebody's got somebody's got to teach me that one. I've heard a Red Rover, but I don't know if that's the same or not. Anything else? Any other games? What was that? Marbles. Yeah. Yes. Man, so many fun things. Cribbage. Yes. Hey, I like that one. But today, I thought we'd start off by playing a little game. Is that cool with everybody? Ready? So, Pastor Sterling, would you help me out? I think you got a couple volunteers. We're, we're going to play a little game of tug of war, all right? Because tug of war was definitely a cool one out on the playground. It, it took a little strength. So, I'm going to need eight volunteers this morning. And remember, prizes on the line here, all right? You could be walking away with one of these. So, I need, I need eight volunteers. Yeah, come on down. Come on down. Any, any other volunteers? Do we have some more up here? Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Thank you, thank you. All right, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. So we've got, we've got three. Are you guys all in? You guys in? You guys in up here? All right. I think we need one more volunteer, Pastor Sterling. Oh, yeah, Tyson up there. I see that hand. Come on down. Come on down. So this is going to be good, all right? Some big stuff on the line here today, guys, all right? So, yeah, just step right up. Step right up to the plate here. And can we get, get our middle spot here? This is going to be fun. You guys ready for this? All right, come grab the ropes. Grab the ropes. Get in there. We've got this. We've got our two teams. It'll be perfect. Don't be scared. Come, come on right up here. We don't want to lose. We've got to have some victory here this morning. All right, you guys ready? All right, so it's going to be Raymond just leading the charge over here. We've got Camilla anchoring the place over here. We'll, we'll bring it right to the center. All right, we ready. Uh, oh, we, we need some people to cheer you guys on, though, all right? Does that sound good? So this half, all right, you guys are in charge for rooting for these guys, all right? So let me hear you. All right, all right, and this half, you're in charge for rooting for these guys. Oh, that's beautiful. Let me, this side. All right. Right now, you guys are the favorites to win. We'll see. All right, you guys ready? Pull hard. Don't fall over. All right, on your marks. Get set. Oh, wait, wait. We're missing something. Missing something. Uh, sound guys, could you help me out? We got we to gotta, gotta make sure that we're ready to go here. All right? You guys ready? You guys ready? All right, you guys ready? Audience, are we ready out there today? All right. On your marks. Get set. Go. Pull, pull, two bucks. Come on, go. You got this. 
this. You got this. Pull back. This way, guys. Come on. All the way. Pull it through. Pull it through. Cheer him on. Cheer him on. You got it, Tyson. Go. Go. You got this. Oh, no. They're falling over over here. Pull. Pull. Who's going to win? Cheer him on. Cheer him on. Cheer him on. You guys got this. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Oh. We've got victors. We've got some winners over here. Great job, great job, everybody. All right, we're not going to let you go home empty-handed. Pastor Sterling's got some T-shirts he's going to give you today. Uh, if you don't have one already, you can see him for the shots. Give it up. Give it up for all these lovely contestants. Great job, everybody. Great job. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Now, you might be thinking, like, why on earth are we playing tug-of-war in church today, right? Well, today we're going to be talking about a little tug-of-war battle that we see happen in the Bible. So if you've got your Bibles, open them up to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. Now this wasn't a physical game of tug of war that we see, but uh, in Romans chapter 7, we see an internal game of tug of war that someone's playing. Now of all the people that have this struggle raging on the inside of them, the last person that you would pick is a guy named Paul. Is a guy named Paul you'd think, this guy's got it all together. From the outside, he looked like he had everything going on. But on the inside, he talks about this internal battle, this internal tug-of-war match that he just couldn't seem to shake. See, Paul, from the outside, he, he was a brilliant man. Uh, he was adventurous. He was a trailblazer. He was a guy who was all in in his relationship with Jesus. Uh, he was a great speaker. He was a great leader. In the face of persecution, even when others fled, uh, he stayed strong. Even in the face of death, he just kept following Jesus. So one would think that if anyone had it figured out, if anyone had life figured out, if anyone had following Jesus figured out, it was Paul. But yet here in Romans chapter 7, uh, Paul writes about his internal struggle, this internal tug-of-war match that was going on. So chapter 7, verse 15, it says this, For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. Do you hear the conflict that's going on here? All the things he wants to do, he's not doing, but all the things he doesn't want to do, he keeps doing. In verse 21, it says this, So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law, waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Right? Do you hear the conflict? Do you hear the tug of war match that's going on in there? It's this back and forth. It, it's, I want to do what's right. Right? We want to do what's right. We want to do good things. I think on the inside of us, all of us want to do good things. But then we find ourselves doing the things that we don't want to do. Doing the things that we hate to do. Doing those things that we know, that's evil, that's bad. And here we are doing them. Um, again. You know, so why does this keep happening? Why does it keep happening? See, though you would have never guessed it from the outside, Paul has this battle going on on the inside. Again, the good things he wants to do, he doesn't do. The evil things that he doesn't want to do, he finds himself doing. Now, you might look around today or other people might look at you and they might say, man, that person's got it all together. I mean, they just, they're that you might be the person that everyone runs to when they're having struggles, when they're having issues. You're that person who's always strong, who always has it all together. Again, that's probably the way Paul looked. You know, he's the person that everyone goes to for advice, that everyone wants to be like. But yet on the inside, you're still feeling that tug of war match. And, and you're trying to hold it in. You're trying to not let anybody else know, but it's still going on inside of you. See, Paul writes about it further in the book of Galatians. Uh, chapter 5, verse 17 says this. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do 
what you want. So this internal tug-of-war match that Paul's talking about is between the sinful nature and the spirit. It's between the sinful nature on one side and the spirit on the other side, and they're constantly waging war against each other. So on one hand, you have the sinful nature. The sinful nature does what is evil. It, it does what is wrong. And, and, it's, and it's God, it's the person it serves is you. Right? Our own desires. Our own, our own flesh. We don't want to listen to anybody. We want to do what we want. Well, ultimately, when we serve ourselves, we're, we're serving the devil. Right? We're, we're, we're giving in to what he wants. He wants us to serve ourselves because he knows it's only going to lead to trouble. It's only going to lead to death. Now, on the other side of this tug-of-war match, you have the spirit. And the spirit desires to do what's good. It desires to do what's right. Because the spirit, the, the person the spirit serves is, is Jesus, is God. He wants to do what, what God wants to do. So we've got this tug-of-war match going on inside of us. You've got the sinful nature pulling on one side. You've got the spirit pulling on the other side. But the problem is there can only be one winner. Right? You can't have both win. There can only be one winner. Uh, every Christmas, family would pack up and we'd go to Grandpa and Grandma's house. And uh, my grandpa liked taping things on a VHSs. Does anybody still have a bunch of old VHSs that you have stuff taped over? Right? And so it was like a Christmas tradition. We'd go there and, and uh, he had the Grinch, the, the original cartoon recorded uh, on one of those VHSs. So we'd watch that every year for Christmas. It was great. Well, then he had a random cartoon recorded after the Grinch. So even though it had nothing to do with Christmas, we'd sit there and we'd watch that too. It was like a Christmas tradition to watch this Donald Duck cartoon, right? I don't know why it was there. It had nothing to do with Christmas. But in this Donald Duck cartoon, Donald's walking around the, down the road one day, and, and uh, I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I feel like he, he sees this, this big old cigar or something like that, right? And all of a sudden, Devil Duck pops up, and he says, you want that, Donald. You should do that, Donald, you know? And he starts whispering in his ear. And then, you know, the angel duck appears, and the angel duck shows up. Don't do it, Donald. Don't do it, Donald. Right? And Donald's just stuck in the middle. You know, he's trying to figure out what's going on here. And he can't decide, do I go with, with the devil duck or do I go with the angel duck? And, and I just remember, it was, it's kind of like a family joke, like, don't do it, Donald. Don't do it, Donald. So anytime we had that, that something bad coming, it's like, don't do it, Donald. Right? And it's kind of like a real, even though it's a cartoon, just kind of a classic cartoon, it's a real struggle that happens inside of us every day. We, we see the things that we shouldn't do, and, and one side of us says, do it. And then the other side of us says, no, don't do that. that. That's not a good thing. Right? And we've got this internal tug-of-war match going on. Which one do we listen to? Who do we give in to? Who do we uh, allow this to happen? See, we know what we should do. Right? We know the good things we should do. We know we should as Christians, we know we should read our Bible. That's a good thing. We know we should spend time in prayer. Uh, we know that we should serve and, and, and help each other, right? We, we know good things. We know we should be patient. We know we should have self-control in our lives. These, these are all good things that we want to have. But at the same time, we also know the, the bad things that we probably shouldn't do. You know, we, we probably you know, should watch the words that are coming out of our mouths, right? That, that we shouldn't swear or use bad language. Uh, that we know that there's definitely things that we shouldn't look at, sites that we shouldn't go on. There's the addictions that we shouldn't give into, and it's inside of us. We hear that voice like, don't do it, Donald. Don't do it. This is a bad thing. Don't give in. Don't hang out with that wrong crowd. Don't go to those places. Don't be with those wrong friends. This isn't going to help you. Right, And we've got that internal tug of war going on, the spirit versus the sinful nature. So are we going to live for ourselves or are we going to live by the spirit? Are we going to live for God? See, living by the spirit, it's a big battle. It's a big battle. There's a bunch of little battles, little wars, in the, in the, but it's one giant battle. And to win this battle in our lives is a big dream. It's a big dream to win that tug of war match so that the spirit wins every single time. So to accomplish all these things in our life, I believe that's a big dream. And uh, we know that this dream is God's will. God wants every one of us to come closer to him, to, to live for him, to live life by the Spirit. So how do we conquer this big dream, right? How do we win this tug-of-war battle? How do we make sure that the Spirit wins every time? And again, this is what we looked at last week, but 
so important we'll keep coming back to this. We turn our God-sized dreams into reality when we think smaller. We turn our God-sized dreams into reality when we think smaller. Have you ever gotten to a breaking point in your life where you were just like fed up with everything and you thought, I just need to get my life back on the right track? So uh, you, you've just committed to say, you know what, I'm going to start eating healthy, right? All of a sudden, I'm just going to cold turkey. I'm going to cut out all sugar from my diet. I'm not going to snack anymore. I'm going to toss out all the sugar from my house. I'm going to exercise every single day. I'm going to get a gym membership. We're going to do all of this. And you know what else I need to work on? I need to read a book every day, you know, just like... Uh, Every week, I'm going to read a book. It's going to be great. I'm going to read the Bible through in a year. This is going to be awesome. I'm even going to set a budget for my family. We're going to make this happen. You know, and you do all these things. At the same time, you decide, I'm going to quit social media because that's just, and you try to do all of these habits in one day. I'll give it maybe a week before you just give up, right? Because we just bit off more than we can chew. We, we couldn't do it all at once. We have these big dreams, and we try to take these giant steps, and then we fall flat on our face and sometimes end up worse than what we started with. See, if we want to make sure that the Spirit wins against our sinful nature, then we need to think smaller. We need to start smaller. In the leadership world, uh, there's a relatively new term called uh, habit switching or habit swapping. And here's the concept. We are creatures of habit. Ever notice that? We do the same things every day. Uh, in fact, researchers say uh, that you have about 60,000 thoughts a day. 60,000 thoughts. You guys didn't know you were so thoughtful. 60,000 thoughts a day. And they said out of those 60,000 thoughts, 95% of them are habitual. 95% of what you do, of thoughts you think, are you're just on autopilot. Every day, 95%. I mean, but just think about it. This morning, right, the first thing you wake up, you hear the alarm, first thought, turn alarm off, right? Second thought, close eyes, go back to bed. Third thought, break alarm because it's still going off, right? And then eventually it's, okay, put on slippers, go to bathroom, flush toilet, wash hands, brush teeth, you know, turn off light, I'm hungry, I need food, you know, open refrigerator door, you know, and all those things, you don't even think about, you just do it, because it's a habit, so 95% of what we do is just, we're on autopilot, so imagine this habit swapping, this habit switching, if we would take one of those bad habits, and instead of just getting rid of that habit, we swap it with a good habit, we switch it out, right, that's what habit swapping is, so uh, imagine this, you know, it's football season today. Anybody excited for football season? A couple of you. I'm excited. It's going to be good. And uh, so imagine if you took your worst player on your favorite team, right? Just the, they're terrible. Just the worst one. You took the worst one, and instead of just cutting them, you traded them for a Pro Bowl player, right? Imagine how much better your team would be if you could swap out a terrible player for someone good. It would really you know, raise the bar, really raise the bar. So imagine if you just took anybody off the Packers and you put a Vikings player in there. It would just be so much better. <laughs> it's probably not true, but just imagine, just go with it. Uh, you know, so if we take something bad and we put something good in there, uh, it can really uh, exponentially increase us and really help us because we're reprogramming our, our autopilot, right? So now instead of going downhill, we're actually going uphill. So concepts for this, instead of watching Netflix for 30 minutes at night, you decide, I'm going to go on a 30-minute walk instead, right? That would be a big difference in your life if instead of sitting on the couch eating potato chips, you were out walking. It would make a big difference. Or maybe the next time you think, oh, I'm going to go scroll through my phone, and then, you know, it's an hour later. What happened? Uh, instead of doing that, what if you just uh, opened up a book and chose to read instead of scrolling through your phone? Uh, what if the next time you said, oh, man, I just really want to pop, you decide, no, I'm going to drink water instead. And every time you, you swap those habits out, or instead of eating a dessert, I'm going to eat an apple, right? And we swap those habits out. Imagine the positivity that we can make in that direction. So uh, while habit swapping is a fairly recent term, it's an old concept. Uh, if you turn to Ephesians chapter 4 with me, we're going to be looking at that uh, Paul writes in Ephesians here a lot of different habits that we can swap out 
that aren't going to just help you get in shape or something like that, but they're going to help you win that spiritual battle of tug of war, right? These aren't just everyday habits. These are spiritual habits that we can change in our lives that can really break down some stuff, that can really help the spirit to win rather than the sinful nature to win in our lives. So the first one I want to read is this. It's in chapter 4, verse 25 in the book of Ephesians. It says this, so stop telling lies. Instead, let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. Right? So you notice there. You notice the habit swap in there. On one side, he says, lies. Stop telling lies. This is a bad habit. You don't want to do this habit. Man, lies can really get you into a lot of trouble. And I think that's something at one time or another we've all struggled with is, is telling lies. He says, instead of telling lies, you need to swap it out and you need to tell the truth. Because if you want the spirit to gain victory in your life, uh, the spirit is all about truth. And so you need truth in your lives. You need to swap those habits out. And you know what? That might be difficult at first. But it was also difficult to tell that first lie in your life. Right? The first time that you told a lie, it was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to get away with this. I don't know uh, if this is going to be good. And the reason we, we tell those lies is because we think it's going to benefit us. We think either I did something bad, and if I lie about it, I can get away with it. And so I'm going to have some positive things coming my way. Or uh, if I lie about it, maybe there's a prize or a reward. And even though I didn't put in the hard work, I'm going to lie about it. Right? So we think all of these, these benefits here, but we don't think about the long-term detractors, you know, all these things, all, all the failures that these lies turn into. So we, we want the immediate rewards, but we don't see the long term. So the first time we tell that lie, it's difficult. It's hard, but then the next time we tell that lie, it's easier, and it's easier, and it's easier. The same thing with telling the truth. The first time, if you're in this condition of lying, and now you're just lying because it's part of your language you don't even think about, it. you don't even need to lie sometimes, but it just comes out. So now if we want to break that habit and we want to get into telling the truth, well, that could be difficult at first. But each time you tell the truth, even though it's hard, even though it might be painful at first, uh, it's going to give you long-term benefits. It's going to help that spirit to win out in your life. So we tell the truth and it starts building momentum and it gets easier and easier to tell the truth. So those are two different things, two habits that we can swap. Because the best way to break a habit is to replace it with a new habit. Right? The best way to break a habit in our lives is to replace it with a new habit. So that's what we need to do, swap lies for truth. Uh, the next verse in verse 26, it says this, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Right? So you've got two different sides. You've got anger plus sin, and you've got anger without sin. Because it's not a sin to be angry. Jesus was angry. Uh, Jesus used his anger, though, for a positive thing. Uh, we, we see the story of him turning temple tables, of, uh, of trying to keep his father's house a house of prayer. It was a good thing. But how often do we take our anger out and we use it to sin? We, we use it to verbally abuse someone or physically abuse someone or hurt someone. And we justify it because, well, we're angry. Well, no, that's wrong. Right? We need to swap that out. How can, we, how can we change it? How can we allow the fruit of the Spirit to come in so that when we're, anger, or when we're angry, now, now we use it for a positive thing. We, we use it in a good direction. We allow ourselves to maybe calm down before we make some decisions, before we uh, discipline someone or, or talk to someone, and, and we change it up. So anger with sin, we swap it out for anger without sin. Uh, a couple of verses later, verse 28 says this, Let the thief no longer steal but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. So again, we've got two different habits. We've got stealing. Hey, you use your hands to steal, right? Now, on this side, why don't you use your hands for something better? Use them to work. And guess what? Now that you work, now you can have enough to share with other people. See, stealing can take on the, the form of many different things. A lot of times when we think of stealing, we think of going somewhere and taking something that's not ours. But we also steal when uh, we don't pay a bill, right? We, we've been given service, but we, we think, ah, I'm just going to let that slide and see what happens. Maybe they'll forget about it. But that's, that's a form of stealing. Another form of stealing that we do is, you know, we've got a job, but we decide just not to work very hard, right? They're paying us for our, for our labor, for our best, but yet we only give a little bit, and, and so we're holding back. So the opposite of that, if we want to replace that habit, is, is we need to work. We need to work hard. 
We need to use our hands for good rather than for ourselves. So that's how we can allow the Spirit to win in our lives. And when we do that, again, now we work, now we have things, now we can share with others. Now we can be a blessing to others rather than stealing from others. Uh, Verse 29. Verse 29 says this, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So you've got corrupt talk on one side and you've got building others up. You've got tearing people down and you've got building others up. Those are good habits to swap, right? Because we shouldn't be tearing people down. We shouldn't be tearing people down. We, we need to understand that the words, we, we see it in Proverbs, our words have the power of life and death. They're so important. They're so critical. And so we can spread life to people or we can spread death to people. So maybe the next time that you catch yourself sitting there complaining, uh, you know, it's just, oh, man, this is just, this is just awful. You're complaining to someone or you're about to tear into somebody. You know, we've all done that. We've all had that angry moment in our life where we just tear someone down and they're probably expecting it now. Like, oh, man, said the wrong thing. Now just wait for it. Here's those words that are going to hurt so much. What if the next time you get to that moment, you decide to surprise them and build them up? And bless them and say words of life over them. And, and just tell them, you know what? I, you might have failed, but you've got, big, you've got big potential. You've got big plans, and I think you're going to get it the next time. So what if we swap those habits out in our lives? So that's what, what, what Paul is writing about here. And then in verse 30, 31, in verse 32, it says this. He kind of throws a bunch of them all at once. It says this, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Verse 32, instead, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So Paul throws a bunch of habits out here, right? He, he throws a bunch of bad ones out over here, a, a lot of them dealing with violence, rage, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, all of these different things that we can hold on to our heart and allow to explode. And he says, instead of all those things, instead of, you know, taking your anger out and getting violent, come on over here to the spirit and instead be kind, be compassionate. Instead of being bitter, forgive, forgive. You want the spirit to win in your life? We need to forgive people. We need to forgive people and not hold on to those things that, that we're just bitter about, that we think, ah, they don't deserve it. They're not good. Yeah, who cares? They might not be. But Jesus forgave you so much. We can forgive somebody else for so little. Right? So we need to swap these different things out. Swap out our desires to do evil and desire to do good. Uh, in chapter 5, of verse 4, like I said, there's a lot of these things. So Paul had this concept down a long time ago. Verse 4 says this, Let there be no filthiness or foolish talk nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. Let there be thanksgiving. So you got these these two polar opposites, right, that maybe we don't view as polar opposites. you got filthy talk over here, crude joking, all of these things that are just like, "Ah, why do you got to say that, right? Would you say that if your kids were around? You know, all those different things. What are you joking about at work? All, All those, and it says the opposite. The things you need to swap it out for is actually thanksgiving. We need to be thankful for what we have. I'll tell you what, nothing will change your perspective faster than Thanksgiving. Nothing will change your perspective faster than Thanksgiving. God can really move on your heart. The Spirit can really do some amazing things when instead of complaining, we decide, you know what, I'm going to be thankful. Right? It might be crummy out. The weather might be bad today, but, but who cares about that? God, you've given me a new day. Thank you, Jesus. I I may not like my job. I may not like being around the people that you put me around, God. But you know what? Thank you, God, that I have a job. Thank thank you that I have means to support my family, that I can have a car to drive. You know, all these different things that we can be thankful for. It'll change your perspective. Now, all these have been really nice. You know, we've got spirit. We've got sinful nature. We've got this battle back and forth, different habits that maybe we can swap out. But let me tell you this. And this is kind of like sad news, good news. But you can't do any of those on your own. All right? You, you can try doing that. You, you can try to, instead of filthy talk, we can be thankful. We can, we can try to do all those things. And those are good. But you're never, you're going you're to fail if you try doing them on your own. This next one, I think, is really key and gives us a better picture for the whole thing. Verse 18 of chapter 5. It says this. This is the last one that I'm finding here. It says, don't be drunk with wine. 
because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So it says, don't be filled with alcohol. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Allow him to move in your life. Allow him to change you. See, because if we want to do it all on our own, we're going to fail. We're going to end up serving the sinful nature. But if we said, God, fill me up with your Holy Spirit, that's what's going to give you the power to overcome those other things in your life. That's how it's going to help you be more thankful. That's how it's going to help you uh, start telling the truth rather than lies, to build people up rather than to tear people down. It's the Spirit working inside of you. So it says, don't be filled with wine. Be filled with the Spirit. And it's the Spirit that can enable us to swap out these habits. The Holy Spirit, he's here to guide us. He's here to lead us. He's here to empower us. That's how we live by the Spirit. Now, you might look at these verses and you might think, man, I need all of those in my life, right? I, I read those, I'm just thinking, man, I, I need all of those, God. Just download all of those to me tomorrow. Can we make that happen? See, switching all these, it's a big dream. It's a big challenge. But how do we tackle those big dreams? One step at a time. One small step at a time. One victory at a time. Worship team, would you come? You know, when we were doing tug of, rope, tug of war earlier, um, you'll notice there's some strategy to the game. You don't have to be the biggest to win, but you've got to have the best form to win. That, that always helps. That always helps. And, and so when they were coming up here and, and trying to do this, you'll notice that nobody went back there and took like big steps like this. You know, they weren't like one, two, you know, and pulling on. You know what they were doing? They were taking little baby steps, right? They were just pulling back one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, and just trying to gain little ounces at a time. Because they knew if they would take big steps, they'd lose their balance and they'd get pulled forward and they'd lose the battle. And the same way in the spiritual game of tug of war, it's all about the little steps. If we try to take too big of a step, we're going to get pulled off balance. And again, we're going we're to end up losing that battle. So it's just that little step after little step after little step. And we take that ground and we don't give it back to the devil. We, we take those things in our lives and we say, God, this is yours. God, this addiction that I'm dealing with, right? I'm going to start with that one. And God, I'm going to give that to you, right? And the spirit wins a little bit that day. And the next day, you know, we just say, you know what? The words that are coming out of my mouth, God, they're not pleasing to you. So God, I'm going to surrender those to you, right? And we take that little step and that little step. And maybe that takes several days. And each day you say, I'm going to get a little bit better, God. I'm going to get a little better. See, this is the process called, uh, a big word called sanctification in our lives. We'll never achieve like perfection this side of heaven, but every day we take another step closer to it. And every day we take another step farther away from our sinful nature, farther away from the evil inside of our own hearts, and we surrender more to God. And each step, each day we take another step closer to Jesus. God, I want to be more like you. God, I want to be more surrendered to you. God, I want to live by the Spirit. And so we just keep taking those baby steps in our lives. And before you know it, Watch the battle be won. Watch the battle be won. You know, Jesus, he was the perfect example for how we win the battle in our life, how we win that tug-of-war match in our life. You know, Jesus, he never lost the battle. He never lost the tug-of-war match. Even though the sinful nature and the spirit were at war, he always chose the spirit. He always chose to live by the Spirit. Every day he made that decision. Even though temptation came, even though he was tempted by the devil himself, he chose to live by the Spirit. He chose to live surrendered to his heavenly Father. He, he, he chose to allow the Spirit to win in his life. The night he was betrayed, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane with his disciples. And uh, he went off to pray and he told his disciples, would you, would you pray with me? And each time he'd come back and he'd find his disciples asleep. Sinful nature gave in over the spirit. And he told them, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. When we try to do everything physically, our flesh is weak. We've only got so much strength. We, we, we've got a lot of limitations, but when we allow the spirit to work in our lives, we can win every time. We can have victory 
every time. And that's what Jesus did. He had victory every single time. Until one day, he was betrayed. He was arrested. Right? They put a crown of thorns on him. They spit on him. They mocked him. They made him carry his cross. They nailed his hands to the cross and they crucified our Savior. He wasn't worthy of death. But yet he gave up his life so that we could have victory, so that we could win that tug of war match in our lives so the Spirit could overcome our sinful nature. Because you see, Jesus, he didn't stay dead. He didn't stay in that tomb, but he rose again. And he has victory over sin and over death and over the grave. And if you're struggling today, and if you're struggling with addictions today, if you're struggling walking the straight and narrow path that God has set before you, I'm here to tell you, Jesus can help you overcome. Jesus can give you victory in your life like you've never experienced before. The spirit man can overcome the sinful man in our lives. And we're believing that God can do that today. And he can do it tomorrow. And he can do it every single day in our lives. So today, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, I want to give you that opportunity this morning before you leave. We're going to do that in just a moment. But maybe today, maybe you've accepted Christ as your Savior. But there's still some things that you need to work on, right? There's still some small steps that you need to take so that the, the spirit man wins out over the sinful man. So maybe instead of watching TV, you decide to read your Bible and you swap those habits out. Maybe that's one small step you can take this week. Maybe instead of while you're riding to work and you've, you've just got the radio on, just the secular radio, maybe instead you swap out, you put some worship music on and you just praise Jesus on your way to work. Maybe it's something as small as that. Maybe instead, uh, like we read earlier, instead of lying, we decide to swap it out with the truth. Maybe instead of anger, we swap it out with kindness. Maybe instead of having words that tear down, we swap it out with words that build up. I don't, I don't know what you need today. But maybe Jesus is speaking something big in your life. The Holy Spirit's just whispering in your ear. And you know that habit that you need to break. You know that addiction that's holding you down. And it's time to finally get rid of that. It's time to gain ground on the enemy today. So would you bow your heads and would you close your eyes with me? Today, I just want to give you an opportunity to respond. So maybe you're here today and you've never known Jesus You've got struggles in your life and you just need some victory once and for all. Once and for all, you want to beat this thing. And instead of serving yourself today, you want to serve Jesus Christ. If that's you today, would you just raise your hand and catch my eye? I want to pray with you today. I want to celebrate with you today. Is there anybody here? You'd say, I want to follow Jesus. Thank you. Anybody here today? Thank you. Anybody in the balcony? This is a big decision. It's the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. Thank you. Because I believe God wants to do something big right now. If you raised your hand today, then I want to pray with you. It's, no, it's not a special prayer in any, it's not the perfect words or anything like that. It's simply just praying from our hearts. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. It says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that Jesus raised from the dead, that we will be saved. Not maybe, but that we will. So that's what we're going to do today. So if you raise your hand, would you pray this prayer with me? And, and why don't we just all pray this together? Dear Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross rose again I ask that you would forgive my sins and make me new and become the Lord of my life in Jesus name amen and if you prayed that prayer today the Bible says that there are angels rejoicing in heaven that there's a party going on and, and so I'm just thank, thank you thank you for being willing for taking that brave step but you know what I believe that God has even more for you that he's just getting started. He's got a perfect plan for you today. And, and so uh, today we're going to give you just a, a little chance to respond. And uh, we're going to have the prayer team come on down. So 
If you raise your hand today and you prayed that prayer, we've got some resources uh, that we want to give you before you leave this place today. We want to celebrate. We want to pray with you. So in just a moment, we'll have you just come on down off to the side over here, and uh, we want to get some materials in your hand. But would you stand with me right now? Uh, we're going to close with, with just one song, just one song today. And, and today, if you're working on something, you're trying to help the Spirit to win out over the sinful nature, then before you leave, during this next song, here's what I want you to do. Here's how I want you to respond. You can do it one of two ways. There's tons of different papers sitting in the back of the pew in front of you. You can certainly grab a piece of paper uh, and grab a pen and just write one habit that you need to swap out this week. One thing that you're going to work on. And Or the other way you can do it is pull out your phone and set a reminder for yourself, you know, that reminds you daily. Instead of tearing people down, build people up. Instead of telling lies, tell the truth. Whatever it might be, maybe you write one of those verses that we read there today. But a reminder that goes off every day. So when you wake up, that's the first thought on your mind. One of those things that you're reprogramming that autopilot mode. And now all of a sudden, that's the new norm for you. That's the new habitual thought is, man, I'm going to tell the truth today instead of telling lies. So that's how I want you to respond during this time. If you need to come to the altar, these altars are always open. I encourage you to do so. But we're just going to close with this one song. Again, if, if you raised your hand, um, I'm going to be down front. Our, our prayer team is going to be down front. We'd love to pray with you and get you some resources today. So let's pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for what you're doing. God, we thank you. God, for the little victories that you're going to start today that's going to end up turning into big dreams being fulfilled. Lord, we trust in you. Help us to, to take one small step at a time away from us and towards you. God, you must become greater. I must become less every day. So God, burn on our hearts different habits that we can swap out, that we can switch. God, that we can grow in you and win this tug-of-war battle once and for all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So why don't you respond? Write something down. Put it in your phone. And uh, take some time at these altars. We're just going to close in this one song. If you, if you just got saved, we want to talk with you right up here. Worship team, would you lead us? I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mind Because I know there is peace within speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus your name is power
Jesus, I believe that you want to bring victory to many lives in here in this place today. God, I thank you for the victory that's already started. God, as they just take that first step, maybe it was walking down an aisle, maybe it was putting something in their phone or writing something down. So God, I thank you for the victory that's going to happen because you are a God of victory. You're a God who's never lost and you never will. So God, we just need to get on the right side of that tug of war match. So God, may every day we take just a little step in allowing the spirit to take over, to take the lead, to take control over our sinful nature, over ourselves. So God, I pray that you would help us to grow this week. Help us to grow in you this week, to be more like you day after day after day that we get into your word. God, that we would spend time in prayer, that we would spend time worshiping you. God, that we we would spend time sharing our faith, sharing Jesus with people. So Lord, as we leave this place today, may you help us to love God, to love people, and share Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. These altars are open if you need to spend more time. But uh, thank you for coming today. If you're, if you're new to AFA, uh, meet us over in the gym. It's going to be a great time. It's going to start right away. Uh, so thank you so much for being here today. Have a great, incredible, blessed week.